Hi there, thanks for tuning in to the NTT20 Pod League 2 playoff preview. We've done the same for the Championship and for League 1, so please go and watch those, listen to those after this. Uh, we're sponsored by Blacktype, Blacktype offering new customers a £10 free football selection if you sign up using the code NTT20. So we're going to go through uh, each semi-final, we're going to pick some finalists and a winner, so um, there'll be plenty of analysis and if there's anything you fancy ahead of the playoffs, head to Black Type, you'll get that £10 free football selection. Ali Maxwell, George Ellick from Not The Top 20 Pod, but also pro punter Nick Goff joins us. Nick, uh, an exciting slate of fixtures in League Two. Yeah, I think the, um, the Mansfield-Newport game is really interesting and it brings with it all of the, the little intricacies that you get in playoff football of, of a team that have missed out on final day against a team that have gone on a run to get in on the final day. Um, and then Tranmere Forest Green, who have played each other in the conference or National League playoffs, and you know, are no strangers to each other, and you know, there's an interesting narrative to go with that tie. But I think we know which is the most interesting of the two. <laughs> no, no disrespect to Tranmere and Forest Green, but the, the, the other game is really interesting, isn't oh, it? I'm not sure I agree, you know. But we've got Paul Hurst uh, with us as well. Uh, Paul Hurst, former manager of Ipswich and Shrewsbury, Grimsby. Boston United and Ilkeston Town and uh, a, a lover of the playoffs or maybe brought into the playoffs dragging and kicking and screaming at times but seven playoff appearances as a manager in the span of 10 years um, I think the League 2 playoffs is basically the only one that you haven't done is that right? And championship Well and the championship <laughs> yeah, and the championship yeah. yes yeah, that yeah. isn't one um, yeah Forest Green in particular for me that was a team that we managed to to be with Grimsby to, to get promoted uh, and then they went back the year after continued a, a trend that, about losing finalists then getting promoted into the league uh, and going for you know another promotion and against Tranmere as Nick just mentioned some recent history there um, yeah so you so know those two teams fairly well and, and it's actually looking at the game they played the playoff final uh, in the National League which Forest Green won you had Manny Mont who plays for Tranmere, one of their key defenders this season. He was playing for Forest Green at the time. There are a fair few of those Tranmere players, the likes of Norwood and Jennings, uh, who were involved that day for Tranmere. And there is plenty of spice between the two teams. The recent league game, allegations of spitting. Uh, there's all sorts uh, here. But if Nick thinks it's the most exciting, we'll start with Mansfield <laughs> and Newport. George, what are the bookies, what are black types saying about this game? So Mansfield are the favourites to qualify at 4-7. to seven. Uh, Newport 11 to 8. I think interestingly here we've got that Newport um, at home, the outsider at home in the first leg and, and the bookies struggling to split these two. Black type have Newport at 29 to 20. Uh, so just about favourites ahead of Mansfield at 19 to 10. That price on Mansfield though is the best price on odds checker. So the best you're going to get anywhere. And the draw is 9 to 4. Nick, you, you flagged up the, the interesting scenario that Mansfield are in. Uh, just talk us through that and then we can ask Paul what he thinks from, from his manager's perspective. So I don't think it's unique for a team to miss out on automatic promotion on the last day and, and be dragged into the playoffs. We see that happen in most divisions every year. But to have a head-to-head -head deciding match against MK Dons with it in your own hands, just have to go there and get the result and not managing to do it, then to to go away. Um, and I listened to Flickcroft's post-match interview and he was gutted, as he's going to be. Um, and I'm not suggesting for one minute he can't pick them back up, but it's a quick turnaround to go and do that. And so you have to have some question marks about Mansfield's um, mentality going in. Um, that said, 
If you look back over recent years, there are plenty of examples of teams that have missed out on automatic promotion on the last day and gone on to get to get promotion. It's not, it's not, it's not a negative that would put me off Mansfield completely. The thing is, when you come fourth in this league and, and you're the top qualifier and have been in the automatic race all the way along, the prices will also make that team clear favourite. So you've got a clear favourite for the playoffs who you can't help but have some question marks over. So in terms of looking for betting value, it may be that that's not... You may, you may say to yourself, Mansfield are the most likely winners of this playoffs. There's too many question marks for me at this price to back them. So who is value against them? Paul, what's your, you know, your manager's perspective, your gut feeling about what happened to Mansfield on final day and how that will affect them or not uh, heading into their semi-final against Newport? Again, I think that's where the manager comes into play and also you reliant on having strong characters uh, in there. I've spoken to a lot of people, I've seen Mansfield myself a few times. I think there's an argument that people think they're the best team in League Two mm. on the day. Obviously, Lincoln were the best team, they won the league. Uh, but I can see where they're coming from. I think with some of the players they've got, the squad that uh, David's uh, assembled, that you know they I can see why they would be favourites but like you said there are some question marks here you know mentally are they going to get over that you know for me it's easy for me to say it was like well yeah but that's the next games which can still achieve promotion mm. I think that a statement from the clubs come out with regards to look at perhaps the managerial situation if they don't get promoted because they feel that they've put more than enough money into assembling that squad mm. so that perhaps yeah. just brings some added pressure that you know maybe not great timing to uh, to have that on your on your shoulders it wasn't just defeat on final day they lost their last three games of the season uh, and that you know that that goes from oh unlucky on final day against a good MK Donside to, to potentially something a bit more worrying and George we kind of had to start well we kind of had to change the way we thought about Mansfield Paul mentioned there uh, and we were probably part of this. There was a, a time in the first half of the season where it felt like they were first equal best team in the league, let's say, with Lincoln and with MK Dons. It was very hard to split them. And they only lost one game in their first 26 league games. But then slowly we had to kind of change what we thought about them because in their last 20 league games, eight wins, three draws and nine defeats. So the 13th best record in the league in that period, you kind of have to think about them a little bit, a little bit differently for whatever reason. Um, they went from being clearly a top three team to, well, we're not really sure. And I think part of that is because, well, in my view, it, it comes down to a, a manager who's always, I've struggled to be convinced by in any job he's really been in, um, except for a, a Berry team a few years ago. It's, it's been a struggle for him to really get the most out of his teams and it always feels like his team is slightly underachieved. Um, I don't think that this Mansfield team, I think per, in terms of personnel, we can see just how good they are. And at times this season, their, their performances have, and the results have shown that. But at the same time, the team at the moment that we're seeing um, just aren't the fourth best team in, in, in League Two. You talk about the three defeats on the bounce. I mean, that's a massive concern as to both their, both their form and also their mentality. There's no way you can say those three games don't matter. But given the, the position they were in and where the promotion was in their hands right until the last kick of the game. Um, mm. To not get a goal against MK Dons when you're chasing the game for after two minutes is really disappointing when you should be throwing caution to the wind. And they're coming up against a team in Newport County who have conceded two goals at home in the last nine games. 
um, which is a, an extraordinary record. And you might think to yourself, well, is that a case of easy fixtures? That includes a 1-0 win against Mansfield. It includes a 3-1 win against Berry, It includes a 1-0 win against Lincoln as well. A 0-0 draw against Tranmere. These weren't easy games as well. Um, so the, the evidence that's there for us is that Newport County aren't on a purple patch. I mean, that obviously that run of form is, is fairly unsustainable. They're going to concede goals. But at the same time, they are there on merit. Um, and yeah, going into this, I, I, over the tie, I'm not necessarily, I mean, I wouldn't be backing Mansfield at the price they are, but I think a really important part of this, and we, you know, we discussed it in the Championship podcast, is whether or not you want to play home or away first. I think Newport playing home here is so huge for them because given the form lines and given what we can see, they should have every chance of, of going ahead and getting a lead in this game. Uh, and given the strength they have at the back, I think that'd be quite hard to wrestle off them. Nick, I've got to ask you about Newport and specifically about how much their success in cup competitions uh, plays on your mind uh, ahead of this sort of thing. I started calling their games cup finals about five games ago and said this is why I think that they're well set to, to punch their way in. Of course, they were six or seven points off the playoffs with about nine games to go and they finished the season strong after a period around January and February where they had to play against... Uh, Leicester against Middlesbrough and Man City and their league form uh, probably understandably took a bit of a hit but this is a team in the last two seasons they've beaten Leeds they've beaten Leicester beaten Middlesbrough taken Tottenham to a replay uh, and and let Man City and Pep Guardiola know what they're all about as well so how, how much does that affects yeah, them think, as a prospect I think that point you made about the last three games effectively being cup finals for them they had to win all three and they got the job done um, but a friend of mine and a friend of the pod I believe Mike Holden I, I, I spoke to yesterday morning and he just brought into my head a nag- I didn't want a nagging doubt because I want to be positive Newport here but he said they celebrated getting in the playoffs like they've won the FA Cup here. Yeah. This is a little bit of a, you know, did they really, did they think the job, it, it was a Herculean effort to get themselves in the playoffs and there was almost a, what you wanted to see was a, that's only half the job done yeah. and, it, and, it, and it didn't look like that. Now, that, once you get in the dressing room and calm down, that may be, that may be a non-story and you, and, you, and, you, and you get on with it but that was something that, came to me as a little bit because I wanted to be really bullish on Newport in this tie and I still actually at the prices um, the prices for this tie were interesting the first firms that went up straight away when it was 9-4 to four, Newport to qualify which was, was obscene I still think their value now at nearest sort of 6-4 to 13-8 um, but the, the, the first show was a, was a real rick um, I, th- I completely agree that Newport being at home in the first leg is, is a big thing here and I would be mildly confident it wouldn't be my biggest playoff better than a lot but I would probably be with Newport in the first leg yeah. um, for some of the factors we've mentioned that this, this it's a quick turnaround for Newport to to be ready for this game again and shake off the disappointment maybe in 10 days time whenever the second leg is they get back at home and they're ready for it again but maybe you might just see a little dip from from, from Mansfield on top of the dip we've already seen I think since since um, an arbitrary deadline I, I chose myself of Cheltenham Gold Cup Day it's 22, <laughs> 22 points for Newport and 10 for Mansfield so there's a 12 point difference from the middle of March to the end of the season between yeah. the two sides um, and we would never know this for sure but we could, it's quite easy to, to say if it wasn't for the cup runs Newport may have been in the playoffs much more comfortably yeah. they may not, may not have had to have this late run to get in they may have been where Tranmere and Forest Green were and, and in the playoffs quite comfortably 
but for the points that they probably dropped in and around that cup that cup run time. Yeah, they did have a poor run uh, around that time. Just two points in eight games in December and early January. They finished the season with six wins and three draws. Paul, can you give us a bit of insight into Mike Flynn? Because I know from talking to other people in the game who played against him and who maybe have come across him in his capacity as manager of Newport County that he is quite the character. Um, what, what have you made of his, of his amazing two years as it is now uh, with Newport? Well, I think the... I don't uh, know him personally. I think I'd probably played against him years ago. Uh, again, competitive. Uh, but the job that he's done there, you know, is fantastic. I think that saving them is probably the biggest achievement in, for me. Mm. Uh, then had some great days. If you're Mansfield, you wouldn't want to be going to Newport. I think they've it, it, got the second best home record. That's right. Uh, in the league. A lot of the other basic stats, not the ones that you guys get, but they don't point to Newport being in the playoffs. It's that home form that's really got them there. And I think, like I say, them having that game first, I'm sure that um, you know Michael Flynn's very pleased about that. If he can take um, a lead back to Mansfield, it gives you something to hold on to. And that would be forward defeats on the bounce to Mansfield as well. That, yeah, I mean, I, I watched Mansfield quite a while ago at home against Forest Green, which so it was a big game, mm. uh, and they managed to win that. Played well at times, and then other times the crowd there can make the players, I think, a little bit nervous, a bit edgy. Um, it's like I say, I just think going to Newport, we all due respect to them, people wouldn't want that fixture. Um, well, we've seen. Clubs in the Premier League, clubs in the Championship struggle with that with that fixture as well. Uh, tactically, this is uh, interesting to me anyway, and hopefully some of the listeners and some of the, the, the viewers. But I just wanted to ask you from a manager's perspective, both teams playing 3-5-2 and, and the three at the back and the midfield diamond are probably the two real themes of this season. 3-5-2, um, so both teams going with, with extra numbers at the back and both of them with... with well, good attacking players. Tyler Hamilton, one of the top scorers in League Two. Sorry, Tyler Walker. <laughs> yeah. I've mixed him. I've mixed up the two. That, that would be superb player. That, that would be a yeah. superb player. <laughs> CJ Hamilton, in recent weeks, has been playing up front with Tyler Walker. Maybe not the out-and-out -out striker, or particularly even comfortable in that in that position. Newport have got Jamil Matt and Podrick Armand, who both score goals. Both score goals in big games. There's evidence of that this season. But in terms of just any game, a 3-5-2 against a 3-5-2, what does that, when you're prepping as a manager, what's that game going to look like? Is it going to be very congested? Yeah, and I think a lot of the playoff games in general you would expect to be tight anyway. But clearly there's individual battles there to win uh, in that system. Um, I think Newport aren't shy at times of, of being direct and playing into Jamil Matt. Podge, obviously, I, I had it Grimsby scored loads of goals is the best header of a ball in terms of sort of passing it into the net with his head that I've I've probably worked with and seen I remember being at Wembley in the Grimsby fans and it was him and Bogle up front and there was no question who was like the, the fans favourite of the two of them at the time I mean it was all yeah. all the songs were all about Armand all day yeah and he failed to score didn't he Bogle yeah, he did. got, got Bogle the two did, goals yeah. but <laughs> although one was arguably an own goal yeah. uh, but he's, he's done fantastically well very clever He's, he's one of those, it sounds obvious, but it's amazing how many players don't. He's on the move in the box, or he finds that little bit of space. You can see he's, he's a stato in terms of football. 
he loves his football great lad um, on the pod. Mm. they're going to have <laughs> to <laughs> keep their eye on him um, yeah. but Mansfield I think did have the best defensive record I think right in saying yes I, I can't remember how it yeah. finished they definitely are at, yeah. at, uh, certainly at one Christine point Christine Pierce has had a, an excellent Great season got into the, the team of the year yeah he hasn't missed a minute uh, this season Pierce Pro- probably Mansfield's key man for me anyway as much as Tyler Walker will will most likely score the goals one further wrinkle I wanted to point out I've banged on about it loads. The thing, the thing about Newport that I find interesting is, is they don't project that well, I don't think, in the underlying performance data particularly. And you, you said, uh, yourself said that even if you look at goal difference and things like that, they're, they're well below what you'd expect from a playoff team. Um, and maybe that home record giving them a bit of an edge. But what's also very clear following them over the last few years is that they're very comfortable in tight games because most of their games are. They rarely dominate and they rarely get dominated. And they're very comfortable in their in their own skin in that way. I and mean, it feels like more often than not, they edge close games. So you sometimes see a team that's very middle of the road, and maybe due to a lack of character or poor tactics, they might end up losing more tight games than they than they win. It feels like Newport are on the other side of that. And a big part of it is is how good they are from set pieces. We've spoken about those already and how important they can be in these games. Newport scored the most goals from set pieces in League Two if you take out penalties. So I'm talking about corners, direct and indirect free kicks. And even from throw-ins, they've scored five goals this season, which is is ridiculously high number. And of course, Mansfield, well, their biggest game of the season last weekend, they lose 1-0 to a free header from a corner after three minutes of the game, which Flickcroft will be furious about. So I think that's an interesting wrinkle in, in this one. Yeah, and, and using the word wrinkle again, I mean, anyone who's, who's listening to this or watching this before you've watched the Championship podcast, Paul gave some good insight into a manager's psyche where you said that, you know, an away game, um, when you were managing, I think, at a, at a lower level than this and you didn't get back home until 3.30, this is on a Thursday night at Newport, kicking off at 7.45. I've just stuck it into Google. It's a three-hour journey home. Um, back to Mansfield so that's going to be another one where they're not you know irrespective of what happens in the game they're going to be getting back late at night with a couple of games to go until the home legs so probably not best prep for them either just to throw something in that I, I kind of always looked at we spoke about teams and the meetings uh, during the season and sometimes you know one team's clearly had the upper hand I think it's a big ask to beat you might not have to don't get me wrong but to beat a team four times when yeah. you play when you've clearly got two teams that are relatively evenly yeah. matched and I look at Newport is it 10 unbeaten I think mm. or at least that for me I'd be in the Mansfield dressing room and say they do a defeat yeah as good as, good average as it's been unsustainable isn't it yeah. Yeah. this is completely off piece but this is talked about in the NFL playoffs every single year if you've played the same team twice in the year then and play them in the, again in the playoffs they're um it's almost seen as a negative that you've been such a schematic game that yeah. you've, you've done it twice and the same thing can apply to the football playoffs here mm-hmm. a, a little bit i think if you it's not necessarily a big positive to have to have won the two league games because the other manager will have seen things that he wants to change the next time and says yeah nick before we move on to tramir forest green it feels to me like the last 10 15 minutes We've been heaping a lot of pressure on Mansfield. They are the team, of course, that finished third. They are the favourites from the bookies to win the playoffs. Are we are we going a bit too far? Do you think uh, in in the way we've discussed this one? Yeah, I, but there are a couple of question marks for me over Newport that prevent me from being too bullish. The one, the, the over celebration was just a little bit. That might be nothing, but it might be a thing. Also, because of the cup run and they got behind with the league fixtures, they've played a hell of a lot of midweek games in March, April, and early May. Um, 
is there a little bit of tiredness with Newport and coupled with the fact that getting into the playoffs was such an achievement in itself are we sort of in a little bit of a letdown spot potentially for Newport now um, I think having that home leg at, fir- at first they've got to go get a lead and take it to Newport uh, to Mansfield um, and almost you know I'd expect to see them almost running on empty in that second leg at Mansfield mm. but hanging on to a lead that they've built in the first leg are they able to do it or will Mansfield's superior quality they are just they are probably player for player a bit better yeah get them over the line I think it's really close and from a punting and a price perspective I think the tie's closer than the prices suggest that's why I'll be on Newport rather than you know, you don't have to think something's going to happen it has to be more likely than the prices suggest yeah. that's that's how you know, value betting I mean, I'd say the best value in my opinion is just the home leg just the 90 minute bet um, you know there's no point complicating it too much you're getting a, a this basically the same price over the 90 minutes and I think we all agree they're going to have to come out of that game with three points or you know, yeah. <laughs> not literally three points, yeah. but, but with the win in order so to, to... If you offered forward. Newport a 1-0 win now, they'd yeah. take it. Yeah, yeah. If you offer Flickcroft a 1-0 loss now, yeah. pr- he wouldn't hate it too no. much either, no. probably. No. I think the 1-0 Newport win there, if you're looking at sort of correct score bets, yeah. it's not something I do very often, but in the playoffs sometimes you just, yeah. something leaps out and you think this, this is how this game might turn out. And 1-0 Newport is going to happen quite often in this game, I think. Yeah, set up in, in, in a really exciting way. Uh, and we look forward to seeing what's happened there. The second playoff game in League Two is between Tranmere and Forest Green, and there's plenty of spice, as, as we mentioned, and plenty of water under the bridge already between these two teams. So, uh, George, from our perspective, we uh, not to pat ourselves on the back too much, but I think this is more or less what we predicted for both teams, a playoff appearance. We certainly thought Forest Green would improve on their first EFL season last year. Uh, and they've maybe been even better than we expected. And Tranmere, we, we felt very strongly, were looking strong themselves on their way up, and we didn't feel that the leap up from National League to League Two would be too much. Here they are playing against each other. Um, I, I want to ask your opinion uh, before the other guys, but also run us through uh, Black Type's prices for this one. So Black Type have, have each of them 10 to 11 to qualify, so pick and prices, which, which is slightly against the market. That's best price on Forest Green. Forest Green are the... Are the uh, the general favourites elsewhere, but as I say, best price on odds checker for Forest Green, 10 to 11, Tranmere the same price. And in that first leg, um, which Tranmere hosts, Tranmere obviously a very good record for, for the most part this season. Uh, they're 6 to 5, the draw is 23 to 10, Forest Green are 23 to 10. Um, I think this is just unbelievably hard to call, mm. uh, as shown by the, uh, by the 10 to 11 each side. Um, I have, I think that on their day, I, I think Forest Green are probably the better team of the two. Um, but we've seen quite a few times this season, contextually, when um, the pressure's been on, when they've got within, uh, you know, they got to a close distance to the automatic promotion places, they generally slipped up. Um, whereas Tranmere have become absolute masters of, of, of grinding out results, normally wins to nil, one or two nil at home. Um, and they have the added incentive, the added experience of winning the playoffs last season at Wembley under Mickey Mellon, which is um, it's something we spoke about off air. Briefly asked you, Paul, if, if, if that was. Um, as uh, as much of an advantage as as I guess the general narrative suggests. Yeah, you have to take it as a positive. You expect to go through that experience. Great memories for you there. Can give you a lift. But I guess the year before that's when Forest Green, in terms of fans at least, yeah. not sure how many players. Certainly some, uh, as Ali mentioned, are still at the clubs. Um, but Forest Green beat Tranmere and beat them well on on that day. I think, as you just mentioned, this is a really tough game to call. I, I went to watch Tramir at Oldham, 
when if they'd have won that night, they would I think in with a real chance of of getting an automatic spot. The form hasn't been great towards the end of the season, uh, whereas Forest Greens has has been more promising. Uh, at the weekend, I know they rested some players. Mm. I think six changes were made. They'll probably come back into the team. Well, and eight tra- changes for Tramir as well. Yeah. So both of those guys so the giving last... themselves the, the best chance to go in yeah. fresh. So that's where you can't look at that last game. But I think overall, I've got down here, I think in the last eight games, Tramir was 17th uh, mm. in the form table, which is you know not great, obviously. But... They have got a manager that knows how to win. It's interesting that, isn't it? Because actually, for both of these teams, certainly for Tranmere, if that form had been sixth in the league rather than 17th in the league in the last eight games, I can't remember exactly how many points they finished off third, but a couple more wins and they would have been amongst it, even though it didn't really feel like that. And even Forest Green, you know, they didn't end up very far off uh, automatic promotion Mm -hmm. as well. But they, they both sort of seem like... They would have been maybe a, a, a reason for that Tranmere form is that this is what they've been working towards, and also it's important for Tranmere to get their points on the board early because their last six games, of the, uh, five games of the season, were against MK, uh, MK Dons, Forest Green, Lincoln, Bury, and then Crawley. Mm. Um, so it's it's important to point out that whilst the form wasn't great at the end of the season, they were coming up against four or five of the top teams in the league in that in that run. How do you rate these two teams, Nick? Um, I don't think there's very much between them at all. Um, one point, yeah, I think I think both had the chance to go and get automatic. There, there was a stuttering for third place, quite clearly. Yeah. This, this wasn't a Luton and Barnsley situation where you know they they got on great runs like Barnsley, had a slight dip, but but you know it was hard to go and get second place in that league. In this league, it felt like third place was open for anyone that could sustain a decent run and come out of the pack and go and go and get it. And ultimately, neither were good enough to go and do that. Um, I don't think there's a great deal between them. One thing I would say is that. Looking at the last 16 Tranmere games, they've become quite cagey. I think it's 11-5 to the under in those 16 games. And I think only 29 goals in total in those 16 yeah. games. Um, so this could... And there's a lot of history and rivalry between the sides, all of which suggests to me we could get another cagey, low-scoring first leg. Um, I think that makes two in this division... I wouldn't be surprised if we see more than a couple of goals across both of the first legs. Second legs could be completely different, but I think you could get two cagey first legs here. Have you seen much of Forest Green this season, Paul? Because certainly as, as much as they are doing things differently off the field, I note that they're going for the lesser spotted United Nations award and promotion double, which not many teams have gone for. That's for um, you know living sustainably through sport and, and the stuff they do off the field. But even on the, the field this season, their style of play, uh, a real onus on, on the sort of short passing, maybe high pressing style that you don't see very often in, in League Two. No, I think particularly in possession, so expansive. There's been a couple of goals again. There was one not so long ago at home where the keeper laid it, I think, to gun in and he got caught on the ball and the opposition scored. So they do take risks. Uh, it'd be interesting if they take as many risks. Uh, you know, it's foolish to change your, your style that's brought you to this point uh, overall. But the game, even at Mansfield, I have to say, I think the keeper had changed and they didn't play out as much as I'd seen them previously. Um, you know, when the pressure's really on, the TV's there, are they going to have that confidence to to really take the ball in you know suicidal areas some people might say uh, but they've I think they had a big plus in Christian Doidge 
you know felt for the lad clearly a lot of um, disappointment there mm. what we went on with Bolton but getting him back in to the football club I think was a real boost and in Reese Brown you know a lot of championship interest in him I, I believe uh, looks a, a very good player uh, I think left Birmingham um, though that combination I think Tranmere will have to be on the guard to, to keep those two quiet yeah, it's a bit of a, a, a clash of styles I suppose Nick and, and we, we should shout out Mike Holden again here and he another thing that he thinks about uh, as having some importance in, in the playoffs especially on these sort of one-off games or, or when it's just one team against another uh, over 90 or 180 minutes is the difference in styles and we've spoken about Forest Green's approach there Tramir a bit more uh, a bit more physical uh, a bit more direct perhaps and and I think he would characterize Forest Green as what he would call a feminine uh, style team and you have to obviously these days be careful in the way that you say things but essentially as far as I know, as far as I can tell a feminine style team is 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 more focused on the process and on and on playing pretty football essentially Tranmere perhaps a more masculine team focused more on the result rather than the process yeah I th- and I like listening to Mike talking about all that kind of thing because it's a million miles from the angle that I would come from I, you know, I, I didn't know anything about that kind of thing before I, I got to know Mike quite well I find it interesting um, I'm all about um, markets and price moves and that kind of thing and, and trying to get any clue I can from from what the market wants to tell me and and what maybe the biggest syndicates, the, the people who are winning the most amount of money betting on football, might be thinking. And you can grab some clues from, from the way markets move. And one thing I found really interesting, especially around March time, where there are a lot of late moves against Forest Green. Someone had decided that they wanted to be against Forest Green every week for a month or so. And it's, it stopped happening right at the end of the season. But there just seemed to be a belief amongst someone very good that Forest Green were just starting to stutter a little bit, that perhaps the, the numbers that they had in-house showed a drop-off in Forest Green and they were anticipating a little bit of a downward spiral. It didn't necessarily come, but I'm not bothered about the results as much as I am seeing the, 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 the process and the things happen. Um, so there's my little doubt about Forest Green. And then you add mics on top of that about perhaps Tranmere are going to be the... Um, yeah, take the ball by the horns a little bit more and be a little bit more aggressive for if that's worth anything at all. Might be total nonsense. You can tell him rather than me, though. <laughs> well, it's interesting to know what, what, what Paul thinks, regardless of, of the terms that you use. Um, there are teams who who you can probably recognise in, in the two on the two sides of this. Uh, and I wonder whether you think going into a playoff game, um, you'd rather be the, the, the team that's... that has maybe experience and aggression and, and, and focuses on outcome rather than maybe the team that, that plays the better football, if that even has anything to do with it. Well, for me, it doesn't matter how good a football you play, it's about winning. Mm. Uh, it's nice along the way, uh, but in these, I we're going to say one-off games, uh, two legs, but you know, it's about getting to a final first and foremost. I, what I would say is I think if you play the way that Forest Green do, you are prone to or give yourself potential to make more mistakes and come under more pressure because of the situation. Whereas if you are, if you play quite direct, then realistically there's not as much can go wrong. You get the ball and you, you play up the field to play. Um, so from that point of view, there may be something in that. Uh, I have to say, I, this League Two, both games, 
I haven't really got a clue. I think we'll get to the <laughs> final. You don't um, need to. <laughs> well, <laughs> just but the others, I think, you know, while there'll be some close games, of course they will. I, I had a clear opinion of who I think will, you yeah. know, get through and, and, and win realistically. With this, I think it is almost sort of the toss of the coin for me. Uh, Nick might have got something better to say than that well, I mean th- there's one other aspect I think is a, is a kind of a key matchup and I don't normally like looking at these battles necessarily one on one because at the end of the day it's, it's about the whole team and how they perform but I do think that um, in Christian Deutsch and James Norwood you have two guys who have given the whole season um, if Deutsch had been playing at Forest Green all season I'm sure he'd have scored 20 plus goals and they'd be two of the top three or four in the league for goal scoring who would I want in my corner being my lead striker ahead of a two-legged clash in a semi-final Norwood without any question of a doubt he's the person who I see being the per- the guy who is going to bully defenders he's had the most shots in league uh, in, in league two as well as scoring the most goals which doesn't surprise me he's so dominant um, when he's playing at his best and he's got that little bit about him that um, is makes it no surprise he's been so prolific in why he scored so many more goals than everyone else I'm a massive Deutsch fan I think that he's a classy striker whose movement in the box is is pretty much unparalleled at league two level and as you say gutting for him that he that the move to Bolton didn't work out although I mean how Bolton's recruitment department decided that he was the right striker for the way they play football I'll, I'll never know um, so I mean I'm not necessarily saying I think Norwood is the better player but over the two legs which set of fans would I want to be in having which having those two as your, your main man I think probably Tramme well fans wise Tramme have clearly got a massive advantage in yeah. terms of numbers that was the case at Wembley and mm. when they met and Forest Green like I say on the day were very good the style of play going back to that at Wembley is suited and down to the ground yeah. the, the, the Trammy you know it's great having a big support and I think as a player as a manager you would always rather be involved in that club but uh, this pressure points what it can add yeah. you know massive pressure to you if things aren't quite going right or you're behind in the game so again you can it all depends how you want to look at it is your glass half empty or full um, but I do if you were going to push me for this one I, I would perhaps go Tranmere Tranmere before I ask for your picks guys I wanted to flag up why the game at Prenton Park is so exciting Tranmere sensational at home this season they won 14 of their 23 league games at Prenton Park 7 of them by a 1-0 uh, scoreline and Forest Green are um, a bizarre team in the sense that they have been much better away from home than they have at home this season. And I was looking throughout the three EFL leagues. There's probably four or five teams who have picked up more points per game away than, than at home. But for three of them, it's negligible. It's, you know, they've picked up one point more away. And then it's basically Bristol City in the championship and Forest Green, who are massive outliers. Um, their away record, 41 points from 23 games. And their home record... 33 points from 23 games, so eight points more away from home. It's very unusual, and it adds another wrinkle to, to this because Tranmere is so strong at home, but that's where Forest Green prefer to be as well. I think it's, that's, it's a really interesting thing to look at because you, you can't... You, it, this wouldn't happen over, over a much bigger sample. It would... One of the two's wrong. Either they're underperforming at home, and that would, over time, regress to the mean, or they're overperforming away and they're nicking some results that over time they wouldn't keep up so they're either better or worse than <laughs> than, than what's happening we'll find <laughs> out <laughs> um, yeah and and I'm not sure I'd want to be going into the playoffs in that situation as Forest Green and it's just another thing that I think this is a close to a coin toss as we've got in the playoffs but 
the fact some of the factors are just lead, lending me towards Tranmere a little bit here. In, okay. in, in terms of that home and away form, surely when the outlier is the away form, it's way more likely to regress that way around. Because generally, over the over the course of X amount of teams, you're only going to have a certain amount that pick up that many points away from home. So it's, it's naturally going to come down rather than the home form improve. Um, possibly, but they're... But you still can't say it for I me mean, definitively either way. I, I don't think so. And I think you, if, if Forest Green had won four more home games this yeah. season and got automatic promotion, yeah, none yeah. of us would have been massively shocked. No, no you're right. Um, we just would have thought they were the second uh, best team in the league, yeah. which that they would have been if they had done so. So, no, I, I don't think it's conclusive. Yeah, um, but, so, yeah, I think this is the hardest set of playoffs to call. Yeah. I think they could be the tightest games. Yeah, if you look at the outright prices, Mansfield are a, and Newport are a huge price. A bigger price than than Derby or, or Doncaster or close to, but I think this is closer than all the others. So I'm going to take a chance on Newport. So well, yeah, I mean with Black Type, the uh, the prices are Mansfield at 15 to eight, and then cannot separate uh, Tranmere and Forest Green at 29 to 10, and then Newport are 100 to 30 uh, with Black Type. So um, yeah, I mean, I, I'd, where are I, you going? I would say uh, Tranmere. Newport final. That's what Nick's saying as well. He's going Newport to edge it. And I'm going to say Tranmere to to go up. And Paul, I think you sided with Tranmere. Not much between them, but Tranmere for you in the final against... It's all to be bought so we don't have a clue, isn't it? I, I, yeah, <laughs> I don't really know, but I had a thought with Mansfield MK Dons, and I felt that if MK Dons lost, they would struggle more in the playoffs than Mansfield. Mm-hmm. So despite a lot of the things that we just looked at and spoke about, <laughs> I'm going to go to win Mansfield and Mansfield to, uh, to win the final. As well. Nice. I'm going to go uh, with Newport, and I'm going to go with Forest Green, and... I'm going to go with, with Mike Flynn's Miracle Exiles. Don't, please, um, please don't sing it. I'm not going to sing the song, but you know I love them. You know I love them. And actually, uh, Black Type have, have got quite a fun special that they're offering uh, to listeners of the pod. Uh, and long-term listeners will now be bored of me mentioning Newport's ability from set pieces. But I do think it makes a big difference uh, in league games as much as, as playoff games. But I think it can make a huge difference here uh, for Newport to win... Uh, the playoffs with the winning goal being from a set piece at Wembley uh, Black Type are offering 20 to 1 uh, which I think is a, is a tidy price if you think that they're going to get there and you think that there's not much between all four teams uh, and we know we've seen them do it many times before in, in cup competitions so uh, that we've got to make sure we get these out before you pile into the Newport one and I pile into the Greedish one otherwise those prices <laughs> might, might not be around by the time it's <laughs> airs uh, absolutely well th- I think that's, that's it for us and, and the League 2 preview has been the toughest one to call George you, you touched on it there it's worth just saying we, d- we don't know we, uh, we're, we're, we've looked into this a lot there's so much to, to think about and specifically for League 2 really not sure, mostly I think we can all agree we're just looking forward to sitting back and watching what happens but uh, if you do feel strongly about something um, either that we've spoken about or something that you feel get in touch with us on Twitter at NTT20pod let us know your thoughts on the League 2 playoffs uh, and if there's anything that you fancy and you don't already have a Black Type account, uh, you can sign up to Black Type using the offer code NTT20 and you'll get a free £10 football selection. Um, so give Black Type a go if there is something you fancy uh, using the offer code NTT20 when you sign up. Uh, and guys, thank you so much for all you. your expertise. 
Um, we're just looking forward to... Yeah, to you look to me then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some expertise to my right. Um, George, we're, we're looking forward to these ones. And uh, thank you very much to everyone that's tuned in. Uh, and, and stay tuned. Make sure you subscribe to NTT20 Pod. Plenty more where this has come from. <laughs>